On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal soul in weakness, raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Savior, Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free Imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever Death will be lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of my likeness. Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal Oh, hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with reading, no God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my likeness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey, I'm a follower of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve, folks. And I just want to say this is your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to tell you that my goal here is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming, we're going to be talking about and concentrating on Psalms 23, a very, very powerful passage and chapter, especially in these stressful times in which we live. But first, a few things along the way, and the first is headline news. Hey, get this, get this. Despite moviegoers staying home and theaters closing all around America in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak, the Christian movie I Still Believe hit the number two box office spot. It's the true story of Jeremy Camp, a Christian musician, and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. 
about that? It's all about Jeremy Camp's romance with his first wife, Melissa Lynn Henning Camp. She was diagnosed with ovarian cancer shortly before the couple married. Despite her dire condition, he married her in October 2000. She died four and a half months later. He created four emotional albums after her death. Amen, folks. Amen. Their love was seriously put to the test in this movie. I hope after seeing the love between Jeremy and Melissa, the uh, director said, um, that we can say, wow, I hope that I can one day be in love just like that. It's a story about love, loss, and hope. There you go, folks. Christian romance movie. I still believe it's number two in box office. Well, now, more serious matter. Get this. A new Canadian bill backed by the Prime Minister would jail parents who attempt to discourage and change their child's unwanted same-sex attractions or gender, or gender identity. It's called Bill C-8, supported by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who would make it a crime punishable for up to five years in prison to knowingly cause a person who is under the age of 18 years to undergo conversion therapy. The bill applies not just to therapists, but to everyone. That's right, folks. Everyone. And the bill defines conversion therapy as a practice treatment service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or gender identity to cisgender or to repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. All that said, the bill is an affront to parental rights and religious freedom, the Campaign Life Coalition said. If you're a parent with a gender-confused child, you will not be permitted to help that child conform to his or her biological gender. Folks, this is maddening. I just can't read any further over this. This is just craziness. Canadian bill would jail Christian parents who attempt to discourage their child's same-sex attraction. Puzzling indeed. Well, now let's end with a good note here. It's been a week since the Pentecostal megachurch, Anglicus Temple in Los Angeles, chose to cancel its public church services and decide to instead focus on feeding families in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. They started to provide free hot and box meals all week, not just to families with children from the Los Angeles Unified School District, but to anyone, folks. That's about, listen to this, 5,000 meals a day, as well as 150 daily visits to elderly to provide them with food. Isn't that incredible? Some people thought that the church's decision to cancel its public services last week was abrupt and drastic, but we knew that something was about to happen. It was to become major, so we just put our emphasis in other areas. 
in Los Angeles. There's going to be food scarcity as the shelves are going to be empty and families are going to be displaced. Well, there you go, folks. Isn't that wonderful? After counseling, canceling public services, this mega church is feeding hungry families. Incredible indeed. No matter what happens, folks, you can still do something good for the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now this day in church history. In 1593, the arrest of John Penry, an independent Welsh pastor who would be hanged for sedition. He had criticized Church of England leaders for their neglect of Wales, and among his papers was found the draft of a strongly worded letter to Queen Elizabeth. My, oh, my, folks. Mm-mm-mm. Then in 1758, on this day in church history, death in New Jersey from smallpox of Jonathan Edwards, Christian pastor, theologian, scientist, and educator. And in 1814, on this day, was the beheading of Orthodox monk Euthymius in Constantinople. He had abandoned Christianity for Islam in his youth, but soon regretted it and returned to faith, becoming a monk on Mount Athos and practiced great austerities. Eventually, he traveled back to Constantinople, where he testified of his faith, and that cost him his life. And that's this day in church history. Now we have a little bit of a fun time here, folks. Name that Bible character segment. Here is your clue. I am the number of years David ruled as king of Israel. What number am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am the number of years David ruled as king of Israel. What number am I? We'll reveal the Final answer to that tantalizing clue in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Now, folks, get you a cup of coffee and relax a little bit here. And uh, let's uh, open up our Bibles and turn to God's Word. Folks, we got a lot of hurt people and a lot of things going on in this world with this coronavirus. A lot of our loved ones are very sick. A lot of our loved ones are passing on because of this dreaded, dreaded virus. And a lot of people are disturbed, filled with angst and worry. And I think Psalms chapter 23, turn with me there to this great and powerful chapter that I think can help us get through these crazy and... Um, troubling times in which we live turn with me there good friend hallelujah praise the lord we have this chapter that we can turn to in this time of need let's turn to psalms chapter 23 
Get your cup of coffee, good friend, and let's get going. Opening up the Word of God in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. David himself, a former shepherd, begins the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Good friend. Listener, is God your shepherd? Is Jesus? Well, this is pointing to as we find analogy of Christ Jesus as our shepherd, and we are his sheep, reinforced in several passages in John chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20. It says that may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Folks, David prayed. David was assured that the Lord was his shepherd. In these times, is God your shepherd? Notice as he continues, we go back to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms 23, notice what he says here. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David uh, indicates here that as a sheep in God's care, He's confident that he would lack nothing. Are you confident? Are you worried? David is confident. And it's a sentiment that was repeated in chapter 34. Notice what he says here in verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. In these times, distressful times, are you filled with fear and anxiety? Turn to the Lord. Turn to God. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. David's understanding here is putting God and God's way first in his life in these troubling times. He goes on to write, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. He leads me beside the still waters. You see, the, the green pastures and still waters indicate a, a blessed abundance whether it's spiritual or otherwise. And that illustrates further the benefits of a God-led life. You need to be sure that you're in the hands of God, friend. Verse 3 of Psalms 23, that's where we are. He restores my soul. Amen. David understood and you need to understand, friend, and we need to understand that we are sinners. And we need to understand that there is only one who can redeem us. And maybe these times are bringing us to the point that we need to recognize who we are. And that we need God. We need Jesus to redeem us. And to continue to restore us based on our repentant attitude. Psalms 51 is a beautiful example showing David's understanding of repentance and forgiveness. Read that, good friend. Read it, read it, read it. Psalms 51. 
But he continues, David does, in Psalms 23. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, indicating there very beautifully of God's example that we are to follow, imitate, copy, adapt. And that it is to God's glory when we obey. But you see, good friend, we're only able to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God's Word, through the power of Jesus Christ in us. In Psalms 119, verse 172, David defines righteousness as all your commandments are righteousness. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. But see, David understands something too. That occasionally the shepherd had to lead his flock through treacherous times, through treacherous terrain. So he would write this, and we need to remember this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. David had complete trust and confidence in God and his way. And that way, there is no fear, even in the shadow of death. Mm. The rod and staff are just the shepherd's tools used as guides to correct the path of the sheep. And that's oftentimes God's way of guiding and moving and His hand involved. And moving and shaping our lives, gently correcting our path. And that comforted David, and we need to be comforted with that same thing. And that illustrates a mindset, a worldview, a confidence that can only come through God as our shepherd. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. Use your God-given confidence common sense and knowledge of who Jesus is. But as we continue on in this powerful chapter in Psalms chapter 23, even among enemies, David had complete confidence. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. You see, David beautifully and wonderfully articulates the promises and blessings and protections. They overflow, he says. And David knew that as long as he would follow God, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what he looked forward to. That's the confidence that he has as God, as his shepherd. Do you have that confidence in these troubling times, friends? I hope you do, and I pray that you do. Call upon Jesus as your Lord, shepherd, and Savior, and Redeemer in these treacherous times. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. 
Here was your clue. I am the number of years David ruled as king of Israel. What number am I? The number is 40. 1 Kings 2, 10 and 11. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The days that David reigned over Israel were 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron and 30 and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. I am the number of years David ruled as king of Israel. What number am I? 40. And name that Bible character. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast. And I pray that you have become a follower of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ. Because you see, in him you can find joy, peace, forgiveness, happiness, and be blessed beyond measure more than you ever deserve. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, stop by and visit with us at the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. But if you cannot stop by, stop by our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. May God bless you. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. I don't care what they may say. I don't care what they may do. I don't care what they may know. Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. Jesus is just all right. Oh, yeah. He's my Savior and friend. He's my friend to the end. He's my Savior and friend. He's my friend to the end. He's my Jesus. He's my friend. He's my friend. He's my friend. Oh, Jesus. He's my. He took me by He's the hand. He's my friend. Led me on across this big land. He's my friend. Jesus. He's my friend. He's my savior. He's my savior. Jesus is just alright with me. Jesus is just alright. Oh yeah. Jesus is just alright with me. Jesus is just all right, oh yeah, Jesus is just all right, oh yeah, I don't care what they may say, I don't care what they may do, I don't care what they may know, Jesus is just all right, oh yeah, Jesus is just all right, oh yeah.